Can we inspire ourselves to find the miracle in the mundane? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Place with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We're up to the Torah portion of Chukas, a portion that contains within it a rather cryptic subsection, a rather tragic story, where after the B'nai Yisrael, the Israelites, challenge and reject some aspect of the man, and they complain about it. They're smitten by snakes. And the remedy, God tells Moshe, take a nachash, take a snake, nachash and nachoshes, take a copper snake, elevate it on a nace, on a pole, and that will somehow trigger the remedy. When the B'nai Yisrael will look at the snake, all will be solved. As the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah challenges, it's certainly not somehow you look at the snake and that's the remedy. It's not some superstitious craft, but rather the snake is meant to draw our attention upwards. Look up at that snake. Look past that snake. See the concept of the heavens above and recognize it's not the snake that causes your doom. It's not the snake that will remedy the disturbance, but rather it is Hashem who's behind the scenes, who's up there. Draw your attention up to Him, and that will trigger the remedy. Well, the term that's used over here in the Torah, place the nachash on a nace, on a pole. But the word nace, we often think of in another context as the term for miracle. The nun of the four letters of the dreidel is often attributed to standing for the word nace. Nace kadol hayasham. Again, there are other, perhaps more sophisticated understandings of those four letters, but one common understanding is that the nun represents the word nase, represents the word miracle. And throughout our liturgy, we'll refer to nase, nisim, and the Hanukkah and the Purim players, al, prayers, al hanisim, thanking God for the miracles of old and that he continues to do with us today. Nase, pole, nase, miracle, what's the common thread? Well, What is the job of the pole? What is the job of the miracle? To draw our attention upward. Just as it's not the snake, but it's our gazing up and recognizing that Hashem is behind all of this. And that will help us achieve the remedy. Those miracles, God is constantly performing miracles. Everything about our existence is miraculous. But the out of the norm, the more extreme, more dramatic miracles are the tools by which God reminds us that he's involved in our day-to-day affairs as well. Look up with that nace. Look up with the pole. Look up with a miracle. Notice me, says God, behind the scenes. This idea that when we have a tough situation in the desert, we're told, look up there. We connect. Earlier on, when we have the battle against Amalek and Moshe raises his hand, the Mishnah uses the same formula over there. The hand raised is to draw our attention upward to God. Recognize he is ultimately in control. He is behind the scenes. He is involved. And we connect with him. And so too when we have the miracles. And again, the more dramatic miracles which are there to remind us that everything about our existence is miraculous. We don't necessarily pay attention to that which is normal, that which is routine. But would we want a life in which we have no expectations of routine? Would we want a world in which One day the sun rises in the east and the next in the west. One day there is a gravitational pull and the other day it's reduced or disappears. God creates a normal for us to exist so we can cope, we can function. We can expect that when we stand up out of bed, we're going to stand on a hard floor and today it's actually solid and not turn to some type of 
of watery mush, but that there's reality to the laws of physics being maintained on a day-to-day basis, but that's itself miracle. And when God manipulates the laws of nature to remind us that he is the one in constant control, that should have us appreciate that when things seem to be functioning, quote-unquote, normally, routine, the mundane is really the miracle. And it's such a different life when we can appreciate the little things, the, the ability to get up out of bed in the morning. Recently, we had uh, here in Cincinnati a guest speaker of a uh, David Lieberman, Dr. David Lieberman. Many of you may have heard him or seen his lectures available. I'll give a plug for his many, many lectures on Torah anytime. He was commenting about the fact that if, God forbid, somebody had been in a severe accident after which he needed multiple surgeries and then months of rehab and he could finally walk on his own two feet and celebrate the fact that he can leave the hospital. It would be thrilling. You'd be greeting him with balloons and cakes and partying. Well, how about the fact that we today did not get into that accident and didn't need the surgeries and don't need the rehab and we aren't restricted to the hospital? Those of us who have the capacity to maneuver through life in normative ways are we properly appreciative of the fact that we're gifted with that mobility gifted with incredible vision eyesight with depth perception and color vision for those who are blessed with that and even those who are not with incredible tools with which we can navigate life any of which when we're robbed of them for moments we are so frustrated have we been fully appreciative of the fact that we have them right now a suggestion a tackle suggestion to help draw our attention to this. We have tools to remind us of the fact that we're gifted with so many wonderful elements within our world, within our physical bodies, within our existence, within our experience, within our food, within the myriad of tastes. And those are the blessings, the blessings that are found at the beginning of the sitter, the beginning of the morning, daily routine, getting out of bed, getting dressed, that we can Stand on our own two feet. Blessings on food. Appreciating the breadth of the array of foods. And those who are not currently saying them, to adopt a practice. Initially, once a day. Go to once a meal. Make it more routine. Those who are already saying the blessings, to actually pause and ponder, to stop for a second. It becomes so routine, we lose sight of even the great tool that the blessing is to provide us with greater appreciation. We have to pause to appreciate. We have the opportunity to appreciate. Pause before saying that blessing. For the second, a split second can make such a difference in the fact that I'm actually articulating gratitude rather than simply racing through a formula. So doing can help us appreciate the normal, help us recognize the miracle and the routine, help us recognize that God is granting us so many incredible gifts and help us be so much more appreciative, so much more grateful, and so much more likely to be the type of people who are destined to achieve our tachlis.